When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Celtic Down Under, the weekend review edition, West Australian Crew. Uh, hosted by Sean, as usual, and joined by Paul and Anthony, also as usual. Pretty consistent, guys. Good job. Paul, how's your week been? Um, yeah, pretty good. It was, it's the wife's birthday tomorrow, so we did uh, we did go out for a bit of dinner and a bit of a day out in the Arvo. Um, so that was all very pleasant until the match after that. Um, and uh, yeah, it went downhill from then on. But uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that in a bit. But yeah, just just generally taking along at work. So usual story. So you you took your missus out for dinner and then went and watched the Celtic game. After made sure we came home and made sure I was home in time to watch the game. Yeah. So you had, we had a couple more drinks. Give her no, no. We had a couple more drinks. She potted around. I don't know what she's on her phone or whatever. And I was. Uh, I was watching that nonsense. It's a delicate balancing act, watching Celtic and maintaining well, that. Yeah, so we had a, we had a whole day. So we went out, you know, we went out, we ordered a new car in the morning. Then we went, so that was a pretty big bloody birthday present. Then we took the dogs out for a bit of a long walk and we had a bit of lunch and a bite uh, and a beer. And then we came back and got changed, dropped the doctor, and then we went out for dinner. It was an early dinner because one, she likes an early dinner and two, I meant I could get back time for kickoff. So... Yeah, it's all very well balanced. The only thing that let it down was a terrible performance and result. From you or from Celtic? From Celtic, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anthony, do you pay a similar price uh, to keep your relationship happy in Saturday? Um, I just have to commit to watching a lot of Formula One, so that's kind of my uh, penance to to bear. And saying that, last night in Zandvoort wasn't too bad. It was the rain makes it interesting. So when there's rain on the track, anything can happen. 
except obviously Max Verstappen winning again. Um, yes, obviously just try to shake off the Saturday night blues from uh, from watching Celtic, which we'll get on to in a second. Uh, I got to hold a wee newborn baby yesterday. Our best friends just had a, their second child. So congratulations to Aaron and Pete, a little, little locky. So, um, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, pretty quiet, actually. I'm off to Brisbane this weekend, so um, a bit of a quiet one. And yeah, it was like punctuated by a very average performance at Parkhead. Yeah, I was in a, a room full of, um, I was doing a bar shift at my clubhouse and it was like a, a part, birthday party. It was all like English people and Australian people and all they wanted to do is, oh, what's happening in the EPL? I, like, I don't give a shit, man. I'm watching the Celtic game. <laughs> so I had the Celtic TV on while they were all like, trying to like find out what's going on with whatever, new Manchester United or whatever. I was like, nah, jog on guys. I'm in charge here. But yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. Big, big, big Ange got the, got the bickies in the early game for Tottenham, so that sort of rubbed all but salt into the wound to a certain degree as well. So sort of like, mm. you know, doing well though. It's doing well. Very good. Mm-hmm. And there was a Glasgow derby as well. Partick beat Queen's Park 3-1, which is interesting as well. So um, some it's all, it's all going on. Uh, we can maybe even talk about Lee Johnson a little bit later if we really want to, but um, I think the Monday guys covered that in a good bit of depth, so maybe we'll just brush over it. Paul, uh, talk us through the game. What happened? Well, uh, first things, I guess, the 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 lineup piles maybe didn't surprise me in terms of selection. I was a little bit disappointed in, in you know, the starting lineup. Uh, I thought despite him not having a great game, I thought there was an argument for maintaining home in the team, you know, trying to get players confidence up by, by giving more game time instead of just chopping and changing and chopping and changing. We've talked a bit before about how, you know, Turnbull and O'Reilly together isn't maybe the best combination. And I know Anthony's sort of explained that point more than once in the past. And I agree Just with before him. You, before you move on from that point, the Matt O'Reilly booking was a direct result of David Turnbull losing possession. He takes Turnbull takes a heavy touch, a terrible touch, and then Matt O'Reilly has the cover for him and eat a booking. So just as well we're on the the, ch- the chat of those two and that direct correlation, that was the mm. moment for me when I was done with David Turnbull, that that one single moment. I mean, obviously well, many moments, but that was the final one. I think his I think his performance in general was, you know, he was at times uh, basically an empty empty shot. He he hasn't got a high pretty high intensity press. He's one paced. Um, his just his distribution is not great, but he's just generally leave, he's leaving Calmac you know, isolated. Um, I don't know, like for all people go home as a project and, you know, he didn't have a great game against Kilmanic, who did. Um, I just think we should have persevered with him. His 20 minute cameo at Celtic Park previously, he looked good. I think the space suits him. You know, he's, he looks like he's got more about him in terms of running with the ball and without the ball. I'd have just liked to see us push, give the guy, you know, give the guy a bit of, um, a, a bit of a positive push and say, here you go. You know, ha- have another crack because there is not a lot of competition in there, right? Clearly, Awat is out of favour for whatever reason, so he's that's not an option. So really, it's you know, it's either at the moment it's either Turnbull or home, and and I'd have rather seen we've we've seen plenty of what Turnbull can do, right? And Flash deceive at best, so I'd have liked to see Holmes. Obviously, a, a new signing. Yes, maybe want to get up to speed, but. As we spoke about previously, St. Johnson at home, 
regardless of how far form is or otherwise, should have been a game where be confident enough to, to give a young player a bit of a chance. He did it with Yang, and I was pleased to see Yang come in, and he had he had a pretty good game again, albeit you know maybe not quite the final product at all times that you would hope for. But I thought there's enough there to be optimistic about more to come. Uh, uh, skills, obviously. You know, a lot of people seem to want Scales to succeed. It's not that I don't want him to succeed. I just don't think he's good enough, right? His level's Aberdeen. That That's what I think. I think his level's Aberdeen. His level's not us. Even as a backup, I don't think he's good enough. He's only in the conversation because of the injuries we've got. Um, I, again, I'd have liked to see a Watt play. Um, but obviously, as we said, he's out of favour. So hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll pick up at least an on-loan centre-back in this next few days and we aren't going to Ibrox in the Champions League with scales because the one time he was properly asked to defend he was awful lost weak head out and he got turned inside out and took heart to bail him out with a really good save uh, first half we could you know first half we could have uh, the game should have been put to bed three very decent chances O'Reilly should score Kyogo you would usually expect him to hit the target. He just turns it around the post. And, and to be fair, O'Reilly had a pretty good finish or a pretty good attempt that the keeper had a double save on. Uh, but there's three half decent chances there. The, the Matt O'Reilly won close in on goal. He should score. Uh, and I think if that goes in, we probably go on and win the game. He has an equally, if not better, chance second half. Uh, but really, from the time the subs came on, you just you look to the bench. And if you think back to Ange, you look to the bench to to go again and to throw energy on and to keep the tempo at a level that the substitutions, you just knew that the life fell out of us when the subs came on and you were, you, we could have played for another two hours with that team and it wasn't, they weren't going to score. Anthony, anything you want to uh, add to that or pick up on? To, to yeah. Go broad, no, or do you want to pick up any points Paul's made there? Uh, I'll have to have a brief overview. It's a few points. Um, so I think seeing AJ back in the team was a big positive. Um, so that was a, a welcome surprise, I guess. Um, obviously, there was talk that he was back training, but to get him back on the park, um, I think he made a big difference at right back. And I, I felt that a lot of our play <clears throat> came down that right-hand um, side. Um, so that was a positive. Well, may as well start with a positive. Um, I think two weeks ago when we were at Celtic Park, I said that we'd get away with O'Reilly and David Turnbull on the same team when we're playing the so-called Diddy teams. Um, unfortunately, I was wrong about that because obviously we didn't have enough to to beat St. Johnson on the weekend. Um, David Turnbull agreed, very one-paced. Apart from that one run that fed McGregor for one of um, O'Reilly's chances, he really was missing in action. And, and I suppose this, the corner set piece for O'Reilly's first chance, um, that was actually quite a well-worked move. Um but, you know, one corner opportunity out of, I mean, what do we have, about 24 corners, something like that? We had an insane number of corners, and they all just felt like they were the same floaty ball in for the the Bulgarian keeper for St. Johnson, just plucking everything out there. But I digress. Um, you know, McGregor's form line still very concerning. Uh, Taylor, again, very concerning. Um, Stales, I agree, Paul. You know, he had one thing to do that whole game. And he didn't do it. He, he let the ball bounce a couple of times. He got turned on the, the byline, which I hate. He just put it out to touch. He gave me a corner, gave me a corner. But to let him turn him back in again like that after being turned the first time, that's that's bad. 
Um, and then he was quite one pace and lacked stage when he was on the ball as well. So there wasn't a sense of urgency every time that he got the ball. Um, so can I just pause you on hmm. scales? Because I wanted to add a couple of bits. Yeah, go um, for it. I am terrified of him starting next week at Ibrox. He was shocking. And, and like, I, we're playing the worst team in the in the top flight, right? And I don't know why we'll hear, hear anything else, because they, they are. Uh, and, and, and he, yeah, there's obviously the one big... The one that stood out where he got he gets turned and, and Joe Hart has to bail him out with a, a great save. But he, even in the first half, there was two moments where he was done for me even before that. Uh, there's a throw-in that goes to him and he just lets it go under his foot. Like, he can't even control a throw-in. It just bounces on, under his foot. And then there's another moment where him and Lagerbjelk jump into each other for a header. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and now, and again, this is before the moment that everyone's picked up on where he, he gets turned by, I, I can't remember the St. Johnson player's name. So even for me, I was, there were signs that if this was a good team we were playing, would be would have been like 2-0 down at halftime, right? Just from unpressured errors. So I'm on board with uh, everyone saying Scales should not be, he needs to go. Scales, scales need to get out of the club. I'm, I've had enough of him. We're in a wee bit of a situation at the moment, obviously with injuries. So Carter Vickers is out. Um, Norovsky's out <clears throat> and Stephen Welsh is out, right? So you've got Lager Bielka who's come in, literally played two games that he probably wouldn't have been expected to play otherwise. I think he's done a reasonable job since coming in. And obviously Stales is getting a, getting a run at the moment because literally no one, literally no one else. If we bring in a centre-half on loan, yes, they could definitely help in the next couple of months. And then after that, I mean you would assume he's going to start becoming surplus to requirements and then we're going to be in a situation where we have a theoretically a plethora of centre-halves. But a loan deal probably makes sense, a permanent deal probably not so much. But the other issue is that if you have an injury to either Stales or Lagravielka, <laughs> what happens then? You know, like, yeah, then you really... <laughs> what would you do? Uh, you, mate, you, Anthony Ralston. I'd rather well, have yeah, Anthony Ralston than there than Skills. Right well, now. yeah, play Ralston or Awata. I mean, I think that would be the only the only two options that you'd have have available to you. And obviously, Awata's on the nose for whatever reason. <clears> he's not even getting a look in. Um, I guess to a broader point in that game, and just in general, from what I've seen since Rogers as Brendan's taken over, is you know I want to use a slightly politically incorrect phrase, but I don't think we know whether we're Arthur or Martha. Like in some phases of play, it looks a bit like. And it looks a bit like last season. And then there's a lot of times, most of the time, where it is seems to be Brennan Rogers' style, but we're sort of caught in two minds. Perfect example, you know, we talked about this before, how Kyoto's dropping deep and it looks good and he's linking up the play, but he's dropping that deep at the moment that he's not getting into that position where you would know that he would just get on the end of a like a, a cross. And the perfect one was he come deep and then the ball gets whipped across and it was AJ that put the ball across it was a great ball mm. and there was no takers and mm-hmm. in, a, in a last season Kyogo would have lapped that up but because he's dropping deep now he doesn't know like where am I where am I meant to be where's this cross coming and you're just thinking that going that's a perfect example of a team caught in two minds not 100% certain on the new system reverting to type and we're just this is where the the inconsistencies and just the just the general clickiness of our final third play is just lacking at the moment. And we had an XG of 1.83. So we had enough chances to win that game. We had enough chances to win the Kilmarnock game. Although we played terribly, we still created chances to win that game as well. And we haven't taken them two games in a row. Um, so yeah, it's frustrating. It's hard to watch. 
I think the first half was definitely better than the second half. I totally agree with Paul. There was absolutely nothing on that bench that you would go, oh, he's a match winner. He's going to come on and change the game. I'm sorry, but when Yang's getting taken off, and in fairness, he he played reasonably well. His end product, again, is a work in progress, but you know, very busy, beating players. And in, in games like that, when basically they're playing the Craig Levine 10 behind the ball, you kind of... You've got to have players with that technical ability. And Maeda struggles in that environment. Again, it's two weeks in a row that he's had a a pretty average game. And that shot that he had kind of typified that. Um, But then when James Forrest comes on, you're thinking, well... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No disrespect, James. I mean, you're a club legend, but is he really going to change your game with 10, 15 minutes to go? You know, is that is that where we're at? And what are, obviously we'll touch on transfers and what we think we still need and there's still a week to go, but they are going to have to be very, very busy to try and remedy this so that we've got some players on the bench that we can actually bring on that are actually potentially going to change your game. Because at the moment, it's very, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just not... Um, it's not inspiring, and and like I said, as soon as those changes got made on sixty minutes, we un we not unraveled, but it got pretty ragged. And um, AJ had to come off. He's only played his first game of the season. I totally get that, but we lost a lot when he came off. We lost that drive down the right hand side, and then Abada didn't really play have a good game when he came off the bench. Just one of those things that can happen. But yeah, when he brought Forrest on and. Um, yeah, it just all for me. It just kind of yeah, I, I went. We're not going to we're not going to store here, and then that was that basically. So I, there was a lot of chat and like the various group chats that I'm in, like at halftime and and start into the start of the second half, saying, "Oh yeah, we're dominating here. Our goals coming. You know, we're playing well." I didn't see that. To be honest, that wasn't my viewing of it. At halftime, I was very I was very down on it. Uh, I'd said we created one good chance, the Matt Riley one, and I'd said we had one half chance, uh, which was the the Yang one that goes over the bar. You could maybe chuck in that Kyogo one that goes wide on the volley. That's a, a hard chance, I thought. But I thought that it was is a hard, it is a hard chance. But on you know on his day, he tucks that away, or at least hits the target. But yeah, and that they all I, came I, in I, fifteen minute spell yeah. in that first half, and I thought apart from that, we were we were off it. And then the second half, nothing like. There's, if you go back and well, there's watch, the Riley, there's a Riley chance he should score. That that's arguably even better than the first half chance. It's it's at least up there. They're they are both guilt edge chances. He's got to tuck away, not one or the other, both. He's got to score both those goals, and he hits it straight at the keeper both times. It's not like the keeper's even moved. It's not like the ball's super fast and flashed. He could just has to react. He's 
a player of his ability, and we've seen him score some great goals, and he started the season well with two goals, he should tuck both of those away. And if he does, we're having a completely different conversation. And the fan base are still on edge about the signings, but it's not quite as horrific as it is as it feels at the minute. Um, there, there was, of, and which is also an overreaction, but that's where yeah, we're at. But there was two red flags for me during the game. There was one that was about eight, nine minutes in, and uh, I think O'Reilly was in possession. I can't remember who it was. And you've got my No, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was um, uh, Johnson. And you've got Maeda and O'Reilly both standing next to each other in the corner of the box, like not moving, not knowing where to go or what they're doing or just not doing anything at all of any urgency. And I was like, okay, either Maeda doesn't know what he's doing or he doesn't want to do anything. I, I'm not really sure which one. And then in the second half, the red flag for me was whenever we're trying to play those incisive through balls, like the cutting balls, the St. Johnson players were committing to the slide sliding block before the pass is even even been t- taken. So we're so predictable in that sense, right? There was two occasions, I don't know the guy's name, the defender, uh, where I think it was, oh, who was on the right at that point? I can't remember now. Maybe it was Kalmak. And he tries to play a sliding ball through it. And the guy's already committed to the sliding block and blocks it both times before the pass is even made. So it's predictable. And there's just a lack of urgency throughout. Well, it's predictable because there's there's not multiple options for the player on the ball, right? So in Ange's system, he's looking for at least two to three options for every time somebody's on the ball. And that's where the little triangles come in and the, the quick mm-hmm. movement of the ball, particularly through the lines. You're lucky if they've got one option. Um, and and part of that's the lack of quick movement by not not necessarily the ball's moving pretty slowly, but so is the the, the play around the the movement of players around the ball isn't particularly quick, um, or as you as you point out, Sean, you know, unpredictable. Like it, it, it's pretty it's pretty clear what's going to happen. The other thing I've I sort of uh, I mentioned this elsewhere, but we 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 talked about in the first two games when it was still a novelty that that Kyogo was dropping deep. Uh, on occasion, not constantly, but on occasion he was dropping deep and not super deep, like beyond, you know, somewhere between the centre circle and, and the D, he was dropping in that hole. And what that was doing at the time was defenders weren't sure. It's not something they were used to. So sometimes one would come and one would stay and they that would create the space, which was the point, presumably. And players like O'Reilly or Doe Turnbull were, were getting in and around the corner and being the most advanced player and getting in on goal with clean chances. Sometimes we took that, sometimes we didn't. But we were early on, we were quite excited about that because it, it, it was something a bit more unpredictable and it, it gave defenders a chance to, to sort of make a decision and potentially create gaps. What we've seen, and, and we said that this would be interesting because you would, you know defenders won't know whether to stay or go. So what's happened in the next two games both teams have been really well drilled. Their bosses have got him like, don't get sucked into him. They're quite happy to let the midfield deal with him if he comes into that space. And the back four is rigid and deep. And, it, you know, there isn't a gap to play um, through and get players beyond. So then it's just these two banks of four or two banks of five almost, and there's nowhere to go. And then Kyogo's just coming deeper and deeper to look for the ball. And he's like to Anthony's earlier point. He's just further and further away from where he should be. So when there is a quick bit of play and the ball comes into the area where you expect him to be, you know, so dangerous, he isn't there, or he's killing yeah. himself to get in there. I noticed and, that and, three and, times the ball across, would, not not just the one that you mentioned with Dallas Johnson, but I noticed it three times. Well, and, and if you look at the Kilmarnock game, home gets the byline. He gets the ball in an area that Kyogo should be, but because he's got starting places further up the pitch, he's struggling to get there, and he's just getting late at the back post, and he's not got a position to turn it in, turn it in from that angle. 
we are, I feel like we're, to Anthony's point again, we're betwixt and between. We don't know, we're not one thing nor the other. Um, and, and that's a bedding in period, but there's also a, a question to be asked to the boss to say, if you don't think you've got the players to play the system you're trying to play, should you be playing it? You know, horses for courses comes to mind. These guys have been drilled for two years to play a certain way. If he doesn't think he's got the players to play the way he wants to play, maybe there's some pragmatism to be had and just play, find a way. Don't be so forced, but find a way to win until you've got the players or the players back from injury, the new players in, or you've got your squad drilled well enough on the training ground to move towards the new version. I, I don't think you should be sort of on trial and dropping points this early in the system. I just in the season, I just I just think we should there should be a bit more pragmatism, especially with the amount of injuries we've got. And I'm not I'm not in, unsympathetic to that situation. Well, if the, if the Rogers system, right, we're talking about is supposed to be one touch and fast movement, right? Is that a problem? A, a lack of quality through both you know players that we've lost by players moving on and and through injury is it is it we're just not going to quality to play that system at the moment or do we need to change the system is it a because rogers in the media has used the word quality a couple of times so i could tell you what i think he thinks uh or what i think it's obvious yeah it's obvious what it's obvious he thinks he hasn't got the quality but you're right some of that's injury but we've been sitting on a ton of cash for weeks now and you know if he's not if he's not able to push the board and the recruitment team to get the players in by now, I don't know what happened in those Mallorca discussions because this is very far away from where I think we thought we would be by by this point in you know this close to the week. We're we're down six first team players basically from last season, so we lost Jota. He's been transferred. Moy retired. Hatate's injured. Um, Starfelt. Uh, Starfelt's away. CCV's injured. That's five, and it was added, add six. Uh, six. I think AJ's just come back. And AJ's just come back, right? So there was so still half a team, right? Who 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 have we replaced any of those positions? I mean, obviously injuries are injuries; just, you, just, you can't help that so much. But just Starfield, that's all. Just just Starfield, and then he's injured as well because <laughs> Narosti's out because Narosti was was Starfield's replacement. So. That's how well, Lewis, um, Lewis Palma is apparently getting number seven, well, so he's going to yeah. be. So he 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 theoretically will be the Jota replacement, the left winger. So, but he's not in the door. And as to Paul's point, we've been sitting here with our, our hands under our backsides for the last three weeks, four weeks. You know, presumably trying to get these deals done. Um, so you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, a lot of social media talk that we're going to sign five players this week and all that sort of stuff. If we haven't signed five players in the whole window, are we really going to sign five in like the last week of a transfer window? I mean, it's it seems unlikely. Um, it seems like Joe Hart's going to be our keeper for this season, um, barring injury or you know, doesn't even we're not linked to any goalkeepers as far as I've seen it any in, in the last few weeks. Um, so what what are we what are we hoping to get in this window? Well, I think we definitely still need a left back um, because Bernabe was absolutely horrendous when he came off the bench yesterday. Oh, sorry, on Saturday he just gave the ball away over and over and over again. And then obviously I don't know maybe the, the other lads had touched on the social media post by Haxtabanovic, um feeling underappreciated, but um, Bernabe was one of the players that liked that post, so not doing himself any favors. 
from the supporters, you know, or probably from the management when they see it. Um, and his performance obviously didn't stack up. So you've got Greg Taylor underperforming or not ha- hasn't had a good game since Brendan Rodgers has come in the door. Your backup left backs not putting any pressure on him whatsoever. So, I mean, for me, that has to be a, a no-brainer position to try and bring someone in with a better quality there. I think we need another central midfielder. Um, uh, if we've got if Hawata's not in the in the frame, and we've only got McGregor, Holm, Turnbull, and uh, and 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 O'Reilly until you know, presumably we're not going to lose Hatati in this window, but he's out injured at the moment anyway. I, I still feel like that leaves us pretty pretty light on. I kind of feel like we need another box to box sort of, you know, somebody can get stuck in and get involved and take a bit like of the pressure off Calmac. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we can only go off what we saw last season. We thought he was pretty tidy on the ball and kept possession and was decent in a tackle. And I kind of thought that's the sort of player that Brendan Rodgers would, would play. But for whatever reason, he's not getting a look in. So you have to trust the manager, what you see on the, the, the training part. But you know, from the evidence that we saw last season, you think he'd be the guy, but I don't know. But yeah, you know, I, I think if he's not going to play him, I think we need another midfielder. And then are we talking about are we talking about a lone centre forward? Because I've said this last week, I'll say it again. If something happens to Kyogo, <laughs> you're relying on Maeda. And there's a case to be made for playing Palmer and Abada and having Maeda as your backup centre forward off the bench, possibly, but um, yeah, I still think we if 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 O's going to be out for a couple of months, it leaves us pretty pretty vulnerable in that that key position as well. I think he's, nah, he's, he's he, was he not off. on the bench on was he not on the bench on? No, he so, wasn't on the bench, but I think they said he's a week away or two weeks away yeah, he's from yeah. okay. a week away from well, training, maybe. All right, well maybe we get away with that one. But I agree. No, but I agree with you, Andy. I think we should be having we should be having someone in there. Look, we know Kyogo needs shoulder surgery, so it's just a case of how long. Like that could easily elevate from he needs it, we can fit it in in the winter break to or next season, or it could happen like or now need now it needs to happen now. So yeah, I the, the I don't know who came up with the five, whether that's fan related or I know apparently Rogers has been chatting to the press kind of behind closed doors but so we hear um and if that's the case then that five to me fits right we we you know palmer coming left back to goalie to put pressure or to be replaced with three center back probably on loan um for Rob Holding, we, maybe from arsenal possibly um like either way you can't go like you can't go to i don't even go to ibrox with scales I certainly don't no. think you can go into the Champions League with skills. So given the other guys are going to miss at least probably three match days, they're, they're due to be back the week before. Eight, two months takes you to the week before match day three. Now, if we think that they're going to be thrown into match day three on the back of a two-month stint out, I don't believe that. So you can basically call match day three gone as well. So match day four is probably the earliest you see any of those, unless and that's assuming they don't have any setbacks and they're on track. Um and you know what it's like with hamstrings, notoriously easy to go again. So you don't really want to jeopardize that by rushing people back, especially when the Champions League campaign will be half finished. So really, to me, you're looking for a Champions League ready 
experienced lone centre back. So somebody like Rob Holden does fit the bill, or you go and cough up the money for somebody like Scott McKenna, who we've talked about previously, um, that that's an international defender, and you would have to. He hasn't played to that level in Europe, but he would. He's played in the Premier League for a season. He would have to like look to step up to Champions League. They're just two names. There'll be tons of tons. That's not my job to scout for that. People say, you know, who do we you know, fix it? It's not our job, right? These are. Yeah, they must have done plenty of centre back scouting because they've been dropping like flies. <laughs> but I think it's definitely it's it's a loan, and it's maybe not even a loan to buy. And I'm not a big fan of that usually, but needs must. And we're right in the hole in the centre back position, and that needs fixed before Sunday. It needs but, fixed before not, Sunday. And it definitely is fixed for the Champions League. Not not with a view to Ibrooks or Champions League, but on the weekend, I'd have rather seen Dan Murray playing than Liam Scales. I'd have well, I was gonna I was gonna ask about Dan Murray. I was gonna ask. Somewhere. Well, yeah, I was going to ask about Dan Murray because I know he struggled with injury, but prior to that, he was right on the cusp of a first-team start. Um, I'm as, I assumed that he was starting to come back because we hadn't heard of him being injured and we've allowed Lull uh, to go out on loan and I think a few others have gone out on loan. So that means there must be others. You still need a B team, right? You still need play, t- players to play. Mm-hmm. So I, given everything we heard about you know, Dan Murray in in you know, previously, and he was starting to break through and his injury was very un- unfortunately timed. If he's in any way match fit. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. He should be floating around the fringes of this for sure. Maybe not a Dibrox as a starting point, but, you know, if he was fit, then maybe he should have been getting the shout well, for... A home game against the worst team in the league. Why is it? Exactly. not going to play... Do you know what I mean? Like when, when are you going to play it? Yeah. If not, then. And look, Vata's obviously out of there. It looks like he's out of the picture, right? He's changed his agent... There's a deal in front of him which he hasn't signed. He's not been getting in match day squads. And then he likes Haxabanovich's post. To me, the writing's on the wall with Vata, um, which is disappointing because, and, and ultimately, I'm not surprised. You know, it's, we've, we've, we've not really shown young players that there's a pathway to the first team. But I, I agree with you, Sean. Take those political stuff and, you know, other issues out of the way. I'd rather seen him coming off the bench to play on the wing than James Forrest. Like Forrest has been a great servant, but I didn't expect him to produce anything. Also being asked to play that position again on the left wing. Um, we, we're not talking about Ibrox here. We're talking about a home game against St. Johnson. I know. Absolutely, he lost 4-0 to Sterling Albion, right? It's not... It's the, it's the <laughs> first, I think it's the first non-loss of the season, is it not? Like, I think... Probably is. I think they lost all four games in the League Cup, and then mm. yeah, and they've lost they lost two the two games before this. It's the first point of the season. Um, it, it like yeah, it was just it was it, the longer it went, the worse it got. To the fact, 
literally two two good two really good solid saves from Hart keep get us a point, keep us top of the league. I mean, one of them you'd expect any keeper to make, but yeah, the other one was a really good save. Um, well, especially because he'd done nothing up until then. He literally hadn't even touched the ball. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just obviously had to snap into action, and that, you know, and first to Joe Hart, he did he, he did his job. I mean, he did what he did what he had to do. But far out. I mean, we should not have been in that situation. Like that just should have been cleared. Like and then well the break. before that. Yeah, the, 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 we've talked about the skills. One, you should definitely it should be dealt with. Like he lets it, like you say, lets it bounce twice, and then he does this sort of weak downward header that the guy can keep it in play. That's a shamble, but that save is, that is a really good reflex save to the point where, you're, Jesus, like, as he must've got something on that because yeah, really good. And, but then the other one, which is a reasonably routine narrow in the angle of a save, but at the death, you know, you, you know, you want to make that other, the game is done. Am I right in saying that that comes from a Burnaby slack cross, yes. cross field, yes. cross box yes. pass that goes straight to the defender and then they break and, my only yep. so I, I'm, I'm pivoting slightly because I'm thinking of Lagabilkia, so I'm going to just go into to chatting about his performance. I thought overall he looked, you know, reasonably solid. His distribution wasn't too bad. He was trying to, you know, look at forward passes. He was more adept at that than Scales. Again, it's a low bar, um, and and for what he's had to deal with in his first two games, I think he's looked okay. My one concern was Stevie May sort of ran away from him. I'm slightly concerned when Stevie May is gassing him for pace. Like that's a the guy six foot three. It was probably a it was probably a yard out of position, so he was probably he was trying to make up a bit. I'll give a wee bit of like a a slight out there, but I mean, yes, right, he should be in a better position to begin with. But yeah, the angles kind of looked like um, Stevie May did sort of leave him for dead, and. um, but I just think that Lady Bielka is okay. His, his distribution on the actual grass was better this week compared to the plastic pitch last week. Mm. Um, but again, he's still being asked to play those longer balls. And it's, should you send the house to be playing those passes? Like, I, I have an issue with that. Like, it's a, bit Hollywood. Have... it's a bit Hollywood. And it's like, he's not Beckenbauer, <laughs> right? Like, do we have the centre halves to play those type of passes? I don't think we've ever we ever have. Like you know, like yeah, it's CCV can do it on occasion, but like I always remember, I always remember Bobo Baldi's debut. Uh, it was like Motherwell or something, and uh, two 0 up, I think, and he launches this long ball up the pitch to uh, Lubo Moravchik, who because he's Lubo manages to pull it out there and then beat the goalkeeper, and everyone's like. Oh, we've got a ball playing centre half, and then what happened after that? <laughs> like it was all like, oh my god, this amazing. Bobo was trying to get you. Uh, I think yeah, the other I challenge just... we've got. Sorry, sorry, I think the sorry. challenge we've got with playing longer balls out at the back is we saw Aberdeen, we got some joy with that, albeit we we overused that tactic. But that's because they were willing to come out and have a go, and there was space in behind for guys to run in behind. It's a it's a tough enough ask to ask a defender, a centre back to spray a 40, 50, 60 yard pass on the diagonal and pick out his man on the wing. It's nearly impossible when the defence is sitting on the 18 yard line. There's no space to work behind. Like what's he supposed to do? Trap it on his chest, drop it to his feet, and beat his man within, you know, a few seconds. It's just nonsense. Like I don't see like we're but, to but that's me, why teams give up that space. That's why they don't well, that's why they and, tuck in, right? Because they know but it doesn't it, it doesn't it has you travel time makes, for the ball. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me in terms of how Rogers typically would want to play the ball. Like he, he wants a considered build up. He wants to retain possession. And if we're going to pump it long for 40 yards with a player that's, you know, well marshaled, you 
you you at best a 50-50. Like, surely you should be... To me, that again, it goes back to this thing of the tactics are, are muddled. Yeah. With the players we've got, the successes from high-intensity press, win the ball back high up the pitch, and then move it quickly between players and get between the lines and get around the back and pull it back especially against the low block. You're not going to be a low block other than either getting behind and turning it back or somebody hitting a worldie from 25 yards that doesn't get I, out to close them down. Like I'm, call, I'm calling this... Sorry. Sorry, Paul. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just saying, no, I'm calling this... I don't, I don't think that... Uh, if we win, if we get anything from Ibrox this week, it's not going to be uh, Rogers' tactics. Right? It's going to be if the players come in for a dogfight and they win that dogfight. Like... That, that sort of stuff that we need to see happening for us to win games is we have to have that players committing to a run, uh, trusting that their 1-2 is going to come off, trusting that their pass is going to be perfect and that the person they're playing it to is going to be able to play it first time for them to really commit to that full-pace run in behind. That's not going to happen at Ibrooks Because if you commit to that, if you overcommit like that, you're a man down when you lose possession, right? So they're not going to do that. They're not going to overcommit at Ibrooks So the only way we're going to win this is if it's just, like a set piece or just some individual brilliance or just some dogged determination to win the ball in a in a in a area that's beneficial. There's no way that Roger's tactics uh that he's he's trying to implement are going to be enforced this week in, in any way that's going to help us. I, I, I think, think well uh, sorry, so just quick quick point. Um I think the, we're talking about Roger's system and players not adapting or understanding it or whatever. I think Maeda's the case in point for not understanding it and being in a situation where those low block, long ball into a low block, is just totally anti his game. It just he hasn't got the space to run into. He hasn't got the trickery or the close control to be able to do much in that situation. So he's very much nullified. And then um, O'Reilly's probably embracing the system because he's timing his runs into the box reasonably well. Because, I mean, he got on the end of four chances there. There was the three good ones and then the fourth one as well, which was a harder chance. But he seems to be getting in the right positions on the right ball. Just unfortunately didn't put his laces through any of them. Um, So, yeah, he didn't finish them. But he's at least shown signs that he understands what's been asked of him. So there is the signs there. But then flip it to Ibrox this weekend, Maeda's very much back in the picture because he does a good job against... He does a good job Shuts against... Shuts down Tav, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, Tavani, he was uh, in the media saying he doesn't know the tactics. He said it, like himself, after this yeah. weekend. And and on top of that, he they're going to have more space at Ibrox than they did against ah, St. Okay. Johnson. The, the, the Rangers aren't going to sit in like that. They, they, they might play a bit of counter-attack in football, but they're not going to play like that. So there might be more joy from, and Ibrox is a bigger pitch as well, or as big a pitch. So, so you don't know. But yeah, when it comes to Plaza derbies, like form kind of almost goes out the window. I mean, all right, we've had dominance over them for a number of years, but like if it's like this when both teams are very patchy, which I think they are, and we obviously are at the moment, all bets are off. Like anything's possible. Um, and like you say, Sean, I, it might not be tactics. It, it just might be, like you say, a good old-fashioned dogfight and a bit of a scrimmage. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely not writing it off. I definitely think we could walk away, you know, and then and we'll just be like, well, <laughs> that's that's maybe just been the catalyst to kickstart our season. Yeah, maybe not. But, yeah, I, I'm not 
I'm not by all means sort of writing off going, oh, we are in dire straits here and it's all going to be terrible. Like, you know, they're not flying by any stretch. So anything's possible. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna, I was yeah, I was going to say, say you know not quite the same point, but it's sort of similar. Um, I guess similar um, feel is, is that we the, there's a couple of things that gives me a bit of hope for for Sunday. One is hopefully there's at least two or three starters coming through the door, um, or at least to boost up the squad. So we don't really know. We can't really judge until Friday who's. Who's going to be close to the, the starting lineup, and hopefully they'll be they'll help you'll have more choice than he's had. That's point one. Point two to Anthony's point, they are never going to have a better chance this season to go after us. And I think Beal will ha- I'll put them out to to have a crack. And I think it might actually, in some ways, play into our hands. There will be space in behind. The game will be more open. It'll be a bit more like Petodri than than either the last two games that we've played. Um, and there'll be chances. Both teams are a bit shaky. It could be quite a high-scoring game, um, and and we just need to be a bit more, a bit more sharp. But I, I think to your point, Sean, I don't think we will overcommit, but I do think he'll still try and play through. Um, I agree with Anthony. I think despite how poor he's been and that he doesn't really seem to fit the system, I'd play Mieta just pure, you know two things: work rate and that you know how did you get his goal at Ibrox the last time? Pressure broke down, ran through, tucked it away, and. He does. He does stifle Tavernier. And let's be honest, they filled their team full of giants. Their main tactic will be to get him loose on the right and pump balls in our box and try and cause us problems on an untested back line. So, if you can shut off the supply there, and he's been proven to be able to be pretty good at that, you maybe pass up one attacking option, particularly in the state we're in. Right? You know, it's a bit. It, it's going to need a bit of bags of ball. Um, we are going to have to ride our luck. And if we, if we you know, in pre, for like the last God knows how many years, we go, usually go to Ibrox, go, you know, gung-ho, feeling confident and, you know, at, try and outplay them and try and win the game. I don't think we'll be doing that this weekend. I think we'll be going there to try and get something out of the game and and hopefully that's a win. But we will be trying to shut down their key parts of the team, which, there's, you know, he's a poor defender, but he is probably one of their biggest threats moving forward in terms of the quality of delivery that he puts in the box. So I think he will be trying to shut down Davinia. So, so here's a question for you two guys that um, has a couple of facets to it. So let me just flesh it out. So we've been on uh, top of the table um, for 19 months. Like by, by the time we go to Ibrox, we've been finished every game week top of the table for the last 19 months, uh, if you include summer break. So we're currently, again, despite that draw with St. Johnson, still top of the table. Uh, do, do we see us coming out of away from Ibrox? Uh, still top of the table. Now, obviously, if we get a draw, then that keeps us ahead of Sevco. But St Mirren away to Livingston and uh, Motherwell away to Hearts. Is a draw enough to keep us top of the table? What do you see? What do you see happening there, Anthony? Um, I mean, it's a fair, fair point. Um, I'd look, I'd, I don't really know, Sean. I mean, at this point in time, would I take a point from Ibrooks? Yes, I would. Um, it's more for them to try and win and build the momentum for their season. But if we come away with a point, I think that would be a good point. Um, especially no fans, you know, we're back against the wall a little bit at the moment with all our injuries and all our other issues. So, yeah, I would take a point. And if that means we drop to second in the table, but, you know, the Huttons are still third or fourth, I'm okay with that. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously we come away with a win even better. But, yeah, at this point in time, I would I would take a point. 
Um, and just, you know, I, I guess the other thing I was just thinking about there while you two were talking was just that who do you play in the centre mid with Cal Mack? Because if it's David Tumble, <laughs> I just worry. I worry about our physicality and just our ability to to to, to manage that game. So I don't it's know. I mean, be, there's no way it's Turnbull. No chance. What does he does he go back to home or does he does he throw a lot in from the cold? I mean, the only other one I just thought of there was um is it is Quan, but he obviously had an absolute yeah. stinker against um Bilbao. So well, yeah, he struggled under the pressure. He struggled under the pressure of Selig Park. He's never going to deal with the hostility of Ibrox. You just can't do that. For me, I'd what love you, to see Awata come in from the cold. You, the the thing about Awata is you could. So if Awata played, I'd want him to play. But I think we should be we should set up to be strong in in the holding midfield and in front of the back, especially if it's another centre back pairing. That if it scales, that's a worry. If it's a new centre back, then it's another new pairing. Um, play a double pivot. Play O'Reilly in front of them. And put your most energetic winger so in as well, and then you've got you've got a bit of energy in the front four, and then you've got protection for the back. But it does look does it look like it's going to happen because Watt is so far out of the picture. So I am a bit concerned about that because it really just comes back to one of, as far as I can see, one of two: either either home or Turnbull. And Turnbull was dreadful the other day, and Holmes barely had minutes. So. I agree with you guys that Awata on the books, Awata is is probably the best option to go in there as the, the third midfielder. But my prediction right now is there's going to be three debutants on on. Saturday, I think there'll be a new Sunday. midfielder. I think there'll be I a new midfielder. New, new centre back, new centre mid, and uh, I yeah. think Lewis Palma will start in the wing. That's my. I guess prediction. the thing. I guess the thing about Palma is if he starts in the wing, is uh, presumably I think he's a left. And is he an out and out left winger or is he does he play both? Because he plays both right, wings. Right-footed left winger. He's a right-footed left winger, right? So that means if you, he plays to your to the point we were both making, we thought Mieda would play from the defensive side. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do you throw, I don't know, like, you don't, you know, you don't buy a new left wing out and then don't use them. But equally, do you start Maeda and try and, do you sort of, Try and defend your position and hope you nick something in the first sort of forty-five minutes, sixty, and then let him loose with half an hour to go. I can't okay. see us making three debutants at Ibrooks. I just think that's too many. It's too big a. It's just too big a like not a risk, but it's just too big a call. It's like you want players in there that have played the fixture before where possible. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions. So I think you're right. If we manage to bring in a centre half on loan, I definitely expect them to start. 
That that's they've got they've they've got to they've got they've to. got to. I don't think at left wing we have to. I think you would start with Maeda and start with Abada, and then you can bring Palmer into the game. No Yang, not Yang. No, I don't think so either. No, I think I, I, I think experience the fixture. He's got to go with him. He's got to go with the guys. He's got to play the So you've just puts that doubt in the defender's mind. So I think he's got to play. You, 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 and like I say, the midfield is definitely up. The midfield is definitely up for debate. And like I said, if it's if it's Turnbull, home or, or a new recruit, then all right, and I'll take I'll take the new recruit. But there's a lot of ifs buts there because nothing's been actually mentioned or linked or anything. So hopefully, something just drops out the, the woodwork in the next well, couple of days. That's but... the Man City midfielder is the one that's that, that's probably seems the most likely. Doyle, um, is that right? Doyle, yeah. yeah, I think is that his name. Yeah, I think so. Um, so. And and by all accounts, he's he's a very good young player. I think he was at was he Sheffield United Sheffield in the championship United, yeah. last year, um, mm-hmm. and and sort of got some rave reviews. And I guess to me. I don't know the situation with him is whether City are willing to let him go and that's just a loan and the other day go back or whether that's a loan with an option to buy. I prefer it was the latter. Um, but again, we're we're kind of, we're in a position now where we need quality in the door. So when it's this late in the day and we've missed out, we've clearly missed out on a few. We must, we must have missed out on a few. Otherwise, how are we this late in the window? I, th- I think we I think can we're speculate too much because so by the time this goes there. out... Yeah. Sorry, Anthony, on you go, Dan. Yeah, well, that's true. But then I think the other thing is we're, we're, we're competing against Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's the issue we've got here. There's players that are, like, just going for funny money, and we can't compete with that. But that's so, a flash in the pan, in a sense, issue. because you saw what happened with Jota, right? They're now all maxed out their foreign quotas, right? So they are now all one in, one out in terms of what's happening after this big surge. So I don't think that's going to be a big issue in the future. Um, well, it's not a big issue in the future, but it's an issue. It's been an issue, like I said, up until now, because yeah, you can't yeah, compete this with summer. That. And yes, I think that's this... been, been a, yeah, this summer. Yeah. Well, you're saying that we, we, Luis Palma had an offer to go to the Middle East for double the money he's getting here. So we still have Champions League prestige on our side. Um, just as time's ticking on, and I'm sure the Thursday guys will do a really uh, in depth preview of the Ibrooks. So we'll probably, and um, there'll be a lot of moving parts uh, between now and Thursday. So I, I think, um, they'll be able to give some fresh insights as well. Uh, so we'll start to kind of do our wind, our final few segments. Uh, did you, any cinch moments of the week for you guys? Uh, for me, it was uh, the Aberdeen player uh, kicking the penalty off of his own foot, scoring the goal, and then VAR and the referee both missing it somehow. Anything uh, for you guys that summed up Scottish football this week? Well, I, I predicted Lee Johnson getting sacked as the first SPFL manager getting the, the, the boot. As did so I. I'm up. I, I I'm one of my predictions is up. Oh, we all called it. <laughs> all, three all, called it. Yeah. all three of us called that and one, yeah. And in fairness, there was no um, collusion. Uh, we all came to our own mm-hmm. own decisions there. So we're all one up in the uh, the predictions so far. So I, I think you said, Paul, I don't think we're expecting it to be so soon. But um, it happened. Um it was happening to Stevie it? Hamill last week. It's the, the European football thing, right? Isn't it? Like, these he's teams are not belly. set to have the two fronts tackle on the two fronts yeah. and they just get canned. He, he's an absolute bell end. He's an absolute bell end. So he's got, he's, he's just, I've no sympathy. And I, I think they probably just went, you know what? Like, if, if you were a nice guy, we'd maybe give you a bit more time, but you're a douche. So you're out the door. So, yeah. So on to the next one. Take your platform trainers and off you, off you pop. 
So that is definitely my um, cinch moment of the week. And if you haven't caught it yet, the Monday guys did a good uh, segment on potential replacements for Lee Johnson and looking at that, uh, potential, uh, the Central Coast Mariners manager maybe coming over. So give those guys a listen if you haven't already. Paul, any cinch Scottish football moments for you? Maybe uh, maybe a team's uh, ultras booing the manager when we're still top of the league. Is that is that a cinch? Is that a cinch moment of the week? <laughs> if yeah. uh, if you if you take the uh, if you take the green tinted specs off, like no, they pay their money, they're entitled to. It, but I think there is a bit. You know, they some of them have got an agenda anyway. Um, uh, and there was a bit. I think let's judge us a wee bit further down the track. We're all frustrated, but maybe judge it a wee bit down the track. Okay. Uh, any to circle back then to the Celtic game? Any final thoughts you've not missed? You've not caught yet on the the Celtics and Johnson game, Paul? Nah, I think we've, we've, we've pretty much we've pretty much covered it. I am Yang. We didn't touch on Yang too much, but yeah, I thought he had a good game and and yeah, he, he created. I think he did create one of those chances. Did he create that chance in the second half for O'Reilly? I think that was his. Was that his ball in? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I think it might have been, but um, not look enough there. I think that he's nowhere near the finished article, right? But yeah, there's enough to see why he was the sort of I think young player of the year or breakout player of the year in the in the K1 last year. So um, hopefully things start to pick up generally for the team, and that positivity can sort of continue for him. But yeah, it, it was a marked difference when he came off. Anthony. Uh, two wee quick ones. Um, obviously, we referred to um, Side Hatsdabanovich's Instagram post where he's feeling underappreciated and he's not getting game time. So that's usually the um, current mo- modern players cry for, I want to leave the club. So I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he's out the door by the end of the window. Um, he's one of these guys that just, he goes on, he looks busy, but apart from that one where he dinks the ball across to O'Reilly for that chance, that was really his one sort of bit of end product that actually maybe contributed potentially towards a goal. So he's probably been one of those signings that sort of you're thinking that he's going to, he's going to come good. He's going to come good. But I think 40 odd appearances, what three goals and some five assists or something like that. So pretty slim pickings um, and not able to break out of the first team, what starting lineup under Ange or under Brendan so far. So I think that will be, um, it might be curtains for him by the time we come back on air next week. And uh, just another final way to say is, Mahesh, um, you keep commenting that you miss our live show. We're not going out live anymore, buddy. We're just recording and it's released on a Tuesday. So you're not missing us live, but I do appreciate your comments in the YouTube uh, video section. So we do, we do see them and um, we do appreciate your contributions. And my last, um, comment was i've seen a few things about the rookie referee matthew mcdermott so i, I, I as far as i'm aware he's not done any celtic games before this was his first and there were some people giving him sticks saying oh he was shown his inexperience letting st johnson away with all their time wasting and gamesmanship and i actually had the opposite view to be totally honest if you think that was uh he was having a lot less of it than any other referee has on a weekly basis at Celtic. So if you think he's going to get any better than that, uh, then you're thinking of referees from another country. That was a a standard Scottish referee performance and not any worse than anyone else. If anything, it was better, to be totally honest, uh, which is probably a reflection on the overall 
crapness of Scottish officiating uh, that this guy came in for his first ever game and probably did better, to be totally honest. He did book, he booked one of their players for taking forever to take a throw in. Which so doesn't normally happen. When does that ever happen? Normally, doesn't normally happen. So, you know, I think the goalkeeper was taking the mickey a wee bit and I, well, I was counting week, six though. seconds out a few times. But I mean, that's, that's powerful. It's every week. So, nothing we happens every week. We need to take our week. chances much earlier. We need to take yeah. our chances much earlier in the game. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, man of the match to finish off, Paul. Joe Hart. Joe, oh, okay. Anthony? Well, we don't when they we don't get a point out of it without. True, he kept Hart, his, he so. kept his top of the table. You're absolutely right, Anthony. AJ. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh. Yeah, I hadn't actually decided myself yet. Um. I think in terms of general play, probably Matt Riley, but with those chances that he missed, he's cost us two points in a sense. So. Yeah, man. Um. No one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> some people were some people were saying Yang, but I'll probably go with AJ as well. I think he did make a difference coming back in, fill the void. But yeah, I, I get your it's a it's a, a good shout. Paul Joe Hart was very good as well. Okay, I'll go I'll go with AJ though. Tiebreaker. Uh, and that's us. We'll wrap up there, Paul. Any final thoughts this week? Yeah, one little uh, one little music recommendation. Um, as I try and keep a music recommendation in, this is less um an album, and actually it's a it's a YouTube thing. So, um, for people of my vintage that are uh, Oasis and Noel Gallagher fans, uh, Gibson have got an Icons series. Um, Gibson guitars have got an Icon uh, Icon series. Uh, and the latest episode is an hour of Noel Gallagher basically chatting through his career from his days as a roadie all the way through to to sort of finishing up where he is um with the high flying birds as it is and it's um i'm a big fan and even i in took out two or three new stories which i'd never heard before so it's worth it's worth a he's always a good listen in terms of an interviewee so yeah worth a look as it i started watching ahsoka which is the latest uh star wars series actually pretty good first two episodes were pretty good so that isn't that like the it's... jawa word for egg Soka. Uh, I don't know about that, Sean, but she's a character who's been in cartoons for years and now oh, Ahsoka Tano. Ah. Yes. I thought yeah. you were saying Soka. Oh, Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka. Um, yeah. And the late Ray Stevenson seems to play a very good part as a, an evil Jedi. So, yep, yeah, so that's definitely worth a watch if you're into that sort of thing. Um, I think it will be two each on the weekend. I am going to be flying back from Brisbane as the game is playing so i'm praying that the wi-fi on the plane is working otherwise i'm gonna to have to go dark and wait for it to come up so i can watch it later but fingers crossed uh qantas and you go on the phone to alan joyce and tell me uh sort the wi-fi out for the flight home all right paul yeah two one selic oh yeah um, right, so just to finish up then, my, uh, I think it was actually your recommendation before, Paul, Secession. Did Anthony, did you chime in on that Succession, one? Secession, yeah. yeah. I just started, so I've just started one episode in, and it is brilliant after only one episode, so uh, I'm sad it took me this long to get to it, but I'm going to just gun through it. Well, you've got, what, well, I think four seasons you've got to four get seasons, through, so right, it, yeah. it gets it gets amazing, so yeah, enjoy that. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, my prediction for the weekend is 1-1. One, one. The, the most... Uh, unimaginative prediction possible 
Okay, uh, that's us for tonight uh, or this morning or this afternoon, depending on where and when you're listening. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Like and subscribe, please, including this episode individually as it really helps us. Uh, other than that, we'll see you all next week, hopefully still top of the table and hopefully with a win at Ibrox. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. hail. Podcast Network.